Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, whilst wandering the kingdom, I've come across the village of Sagehold. Well, it turns out something has happened. Nestled at the edge of an ancient forest known as the Blustery Wood, originally named Redbourne Forest, the village of Sayholt is in many respects a dreary, cheerless sort of place. The past through two centuries, the inhabitants of Sayholt have remained convinced that their village and the surrounding area is cursed and home to a savage beast of legend known to all as the Red Wolf of Sageholt. While making your way into the village, you encounter a lone rider headed north on the winding woodland road that eventually leads to Talonus. He stops you and ter- he stops and tells you to think twice before you set- decide to set foot in Talonus. While you're asking the meaning behind the warning, he draws his skittish mare to a halt, and his face adopts a sombre, almost grim look. Not got, not got much use for places like this, he says, looking back over his shoulder at the outskirts of the woodland settlement. Not a friendly one in the entire lot. And my own affairs that brought me me so nearby. And, and my own affairs not brought me so nearby, I'd have ridden an extra mile or two to move clear of it. I've heard tell of hell of the old tales about the Wedgewater Sage Rolls. But it seems to me that folks put more faith into such things than might be wise. You ask the man what he means, and he tells you that the entire village seems to have devoted itself to warding off the curse of the Red Wolf, and, the, and that mission has made this has made it an eerie and quite unfriendly place. All right, what is who is this Red Wolf? The Red Wolf of Skysort is the name given to the savage two-legged wolf creature that is a supposed alter ego of Talarius Wedborn. Believed that Talarius was afflicted by some form of lycanthropy nearly two, 100 years ago. The legend of the Wed Wolf of Sato centres around Talarius Wedborn and the Tua and the Tyson village of Sageholt. Who is Talarius Wedborn? Well, much of what passes for the history of the Tyson farmer known as Charles Wedborn is commonly believed to be the stuff of legend or folklore, though many, particularly the citizens of his former village, believe that his curse we believe in his curse and in the Red Wolf of Sagehold. As the story goes, Charles was a farmer who owed and worked several large plots of land to the east of the village of Sagehold small settlement south of Talonus over a hundred years ago. It's said that on a cold autumn night, Tilardus came face to face with a horrid two-legged wolf-like creature at the edge of the forest that was named after his grandfather, Redborn Forest. Tilardus fled and survived the encounter, 
but not before the creature waked him with the steel-hard claws. After the night, people in and around the village of Sehold began disappearing. In all, twelve people vanished. Not one of them was ever seen again. It was the account of a young boy that led the citizens of Sagegold to the gates of Wedborn Manor, which Arius lived alone. It's a cursor, a lad from a village, said he had seen Talarius change form and turn into a large, savage wolf creature, and carrying off, carry off one of the missing villagers, Crim Starband, into the forest. Tiadris pleaded for mercy and attempted to refute the boy's claim but he was taken into custody and hanged six days later in the village square. His body was burned and his ashes were scattered in the forest, which was promptly renamed the Blustery Wood. Ever since his death, accounts of Tiarod are still, still prowling the forests around Stageholt in the form of a large wolf creature become part of the local folklore and have given wise to the legend of the curse of Tiaudus Wedborn, and the Wed Wolf of Sagehalt. It is believed that Tiaudus seeks revenge against the descendants of the villagers who condemned him to death a century ago. Alright, what well, anything about Sagehalt? South of Talonus and nestled at the edge of an ancient forest known as the Blustery Wood, originally named Wedborn Forest, the village of Sageholt is, in many respects, a dreary, cheerless sort of place. Sageholt is infamous for being the centre of the legend of Silarius Wedborn. The citizenry to this day, over 100 years after the death of Silarius Wedborn, still believes that their village and the surrounding area are home to his curse. Close. You'll go back now. You'll go back back how you came, or turn west, he says. At least that's my bit of kindly advice. Fare well, friend. You bid the man farewell, and watch as he resumes his ride north. When he is no longer in sight, you turn and continue into the heart of the village. Nestled at the edge of an ancient forest known as the Blustery Wood, originally named Wedborn Forest, the village of... The village of Sadeholt is in many respects a dreary, cheerless sort of place. For the past two centuries, the inhabitants of Sadeholt have remained convinced that their village and the surrounding area is cursed and home to the savage beast of legend known to all as the Red Wolf of Sadeholt. Okay, so I'll visit the Long Summer Inn. The Long Summer Inn no longer offers... Lodging to travellers, though a weak waterway owl is still served in its barren common room throughout the afternoon and early hours. What is? Look at the waterway owl. The Yin's waterway owl is stirred in large casks stacked against the back wall of the common room. Branded on the top of each cask is the silhouette of a spider. The proper tire of the inn and a former Tyson soldier by the name of Windmill Millhand, also serves as the, ed, the head of Sageholt's small militia. Apart from you and Wynne, the only other occupant of the common room is an old man seated against the far wall, carefully sipping from a recently filled fagin. Gage Wynne in conversation. 
Rick Winsing's incapable, at least unwilling, to discuss anything other than the curse of Giannis Wedmore, which he says still plagues Sedmore. You ought to find your way over to the Merchantine and get one of Alvio's taverns, he says. We've all got them, and are better off for it. Approach the old man. As you approach the old man, he looks up from his flag and then nods. He offers you the chair opposite him. What brings you to such a pleasant corner of the kingdom? He says wily. The old man, who neither, who neither reveals his name nor asks for yours, tells you that they, that there have recently been strange happenings in and around Sejo, and then credulence to belief that there is truth to the legendary curse of Teodorus Wedborn. Venture types coming and going all the time now, he says. Takes a sip of his ale. Folk like yourself prowling around the village, daring to step into the forest, utterly oblivious to the danger that stalks them. You do yourself a real favour if you've left here before another sundown. You ask the old man about the forest, and he shakes his head. They call it the Blustery Wood, thought to be called again by its original name. Redborn Forest. You'd be wiser, Salsif. Who are ways you're quite like the West, you know. That sort. Eventual type. You bid the old band farewell and leave. So leave the inn. Now I can ex now I can visit the village elders. You find the three elders who govern Sagehold as a council in the mist of a meeting in their small burning edge of the village square. The trio of white-haired men seem to be annoyed by intrusion and tell you whatever concerns you will have to wait until they are less preoccupied with matters of importance. You ought to pay a visit to Anua and get one of her taverns, calls one of the elders as you are about to leave. Go on over to the merchant and I'll get one and wear it. You don't need anyone walking about unprotected, with no desire to converse with the rude men any further. You curtly thank them for the advice and step out of the building. Visit the mercantile. Sagehold's only shop, a dilapidated shack housing a large and mostly useless collection of odds and ends, is operated by a young woman named Aulio. She greets you a notch as you enter and then promptly busies herself with a small ledger, as if to avoid having to interact with you. Now and again you glance over to her, only to witness her eyeing you cautiously. Examine the items in the shop. My, most of the items in the shop appear to have little value or use. Towards the back of the shop, atop a piece of white cloth that covers the warped surface, wooden table, you discover a large collection of talismans. And I tells you that you seem to have noted your interest in the pieces, immediately tells you if you plan on spending any length of time in Sagehold, you should acquire and wear one of them. Ask her about the talismans. They're made for us by an old sorcerer who lives north of the village, she says, walking over to stand in front of the table. He gave one to every resident of the village, less, and the rest we sell to visitors. They're enchanted to help protect one against the evil of the curse. 
while you do not you do not believe that the challenge is enchanted, though you sense that only you seriously believe they offer some sort of mystical protection. With regard to the legend of the Red Wolf of Sageholt. Examine the talismans. Ario stands next to the table as you examine the curious collection of talismans that spread out on his cloth-covered surf. View the items, miscellaneous items. Alright, so there's a wooden star talisman. This is one of Anio's talismans, available at her shop in the village of Sagehold. According to Anio, it will protect its wearer from the curse of Jiara's Wedborn, which is said to plague Stagehold and the surrounding area. Alright, there's wooden star, wooden moon, wooden leaf, and wooden eye talismans. Ah, get um, the eye. Okay, yep. I'm going to equip it, not because I think it actually does anything, but just to see if people react differently. Leave the shop. Alright, merchantile. Engage in conversations. Anil seems incapable, or at least unwilling, to discuss anything other than the curse of Chiara's Wedborn. She still plagues. Playing stage shot. At least you've got a talisman, she says. It's the only thing that will have any chance of keeping you safe around here. Leave the shop. Alright, visit the elders. Okay, they don't say anything to me. Long Severin. Engage winning. She approached the old man. He looks up from his flagon and lops. I certainly hope you've not been poking about in that cursed wood. No good can come from it. Con's obvious after only a few moments. The old man has no interest in conversing with you. You promptly wise, bid him farewell, and step away from the table. Okay, now I'm uh, okay. That's enough of wearing a talisman. Back, back to the snake's head with Valian. There we are. Explore the blustery woods. The old woodlands to the north of the village of Saintold, originally known as Wedborn Forest, is nowadays called the Blustery Wood. An exploration of the Blustery Wood takes you far and wide across the vast expanse of the ancient forest. Now and again you make your way through the tangled woodland, and strange echoing cries of some distant creature rise into the air, causing you to glance over your shoulder and hasten your step. Explore once more. You've made... you you you're standing before the shadowy mouth of a cave, hidden beneath an overhanging rock face deep in the tangled mists of blustery wood. This is without a doubt the cave that Treusk has told you about. Okay, we first we encountered that person when we were doing the Galgorok's tomb adventure. And this is one of the plot hucks. One of the plot hooks that we encountered there. You're standing beneath the shadowy mouth of the cave, hidden beneath an overhanging rock face, deep in the tangled mist of the blustery wood. This is without any doubt the cave that Tassawick told you about. Enter the cave! 
with your reliable light source casting its reassuring blow. Glow, you step into the dark interior of the cave. Please continue. Okay. It's just... Your pulse begins to race as three sinister shapes loom out of the darkness ahead. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as a group of cave goblins step into view. The vicious, armour-clad humanoids appear to be in the throes of starvation, as indicated by their emancipated forms. However, you sense their plight is no natural ordeal. Despite their apparent frailty, these cruel creatures see, shriek savagely as they draw their weapons and rush forward to attack. You quickly adjust your position, so you only have to face them one at a time. The first of the three cave goblins is an emancipated cave goblin. The shrieking cave goblin shrinks out at you with his crude weapon. And I tremble with battle rage as I finish it off. The next of your frail, sickly goblin shrieks wild as it hurls itself at you with a savage friendly. You face the second of the three cave goblins. The squeaking cave goblin strikes out his view with his crude weapon and is slain. On to number three. Kill, kill, kill. Strikes out the crude lesson, just laid a brutal stroke for a bit of damage. 64 XP. You step back from the bloodied remains of the last goblin. Take a few moments to catch your breath. After making certain there were no more foul creatures lurking nearby, you once again prepare to set off on your way through the cave. Okay, now I'm in a sort of spirally dungeon, and I just I encountered that I encountered those three goblins in the innermost part of the spiral. Now on the top of the spiral. Your pulse begins to race as three sinister shapes loom out of the darkness ahead. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as a group of cave goblins step into view. The vicious, armour-clad humanoids appear to be in the throes of starvation, as indicated by the emancipated forms. However, you sense their plight is no natural ordeal. Despite their apparent frailty, the cruel creatures shriek savagely, they draw their weapons and rush forward to attack. You quickly adjust your position, so you will only have to face them one at a time. Okay, here's the first one. Bash, 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 bash. Bash, these inanticipated cave goblins. It's practically a mercy. It's practically a mercy that I'm killing them with a hammer. A hammer to the skull. 64 XP. You step back from the bloody remains of the last goblin and take a few moments to catch your breath. To making certain there were no more of the foul creatures lurking nearby, you once again prepare to set off on your way through the cave. Okay, I'm in the northeast corner. Oh, something's turned up. Your pulse begins to waste as five sinister shapes loom out of the darkness as then ahead. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as a group of cave goblins step into view. 
The vicious, armour-clad humanoids appear to be in the throes of starvation, as indicated by their enunciated forms. However, you sense that their plight is no natural ordeal. Despite their apparent frailty, cruel creatures shriek savagely as they draw their weapons and rush forward to attack. You quickly adjust your position, so you only have to face them one at a time. The first of the enunciated cave goblins. Alright, here comes number two. Bashy, bashy, bashy. Just keep, keep with the bashes. It's practically a mercy, as I said before. Because something has drawn them in here. And is draining them of their life force. It sweeps and down he goes. 64 XP. You step back from the bladed remains of the last goblin and take a few moments to catch your breath. To making certain there are no more of the foul creatures lurking nearby, you once again prepare to set off on your way through the cave. Your pulse begins to waste as six sinister shapes loom out of the darkness ahead. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as a group of cave goblins step into view. The vicious, armour-clad humanoids appear to be in a throes of starvation, as indicated by their enunciated forms. However, you sense their plight is no natural ordeal. Despite their apparent frailty, the cruel creatures shriek savagely as they draw their weapons and rush forward to attack. You quickly adjust your position, so you only have to face them one at a time. It's the first of the six inanticipated cave goblins, and it is slain. As us with a savage frenzy. Here comes number three. Inanticipated cave goblin the third. The next of the frail, sickly goblins shrieks wildly. It hurls itself at you in a savage frenzy. It's a sickly cave goblin. Strikes out with his crude weapon. Another sickly cave goblin. You slate your foe. And the sixth sickly cave goblin is now slain and another 64 XP. You step back from the bloodied remains of the last goblin. And take a few moments to catch your breath, to making certain there are no more of these foul creatures lurking nearby. You once again prepare to set off on your way through the cave. Okay, so I'm going to heal from those fights. Okay. Your pulse begins to race as five sinister shapes loom out of the darkness ahead. Now, very near to the end of this cave, so I think this is the last one. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as a group of cave goblins step into view. The vicious, armour-clad humanoids appear to be in the froze or starvation as indicated by their enunciated forms, whether you sense their plight is no natural ordeal. Despite their apparent frailty, the cruel creatures shriek savagely, as they draw their weapons and rush forward to attack. You quickly adjust your position, so you only have to face them one at a time. Number 
one of five. Bashy, bashy, bashy. All right, two of five. Bash, 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 bash. Slaying. Oof, I don't even get any XP for slaying these. The next of the frail, sickly goblin shrieks wildly as it hurls itself at you in a savage friendless frenzy. That's that's odd, isn't it? Not getting any XP at all for slaying these foes. Hmm. Very odd. That's the fifth one, and it is slain. 64 XP. But, you do get XP at the end of it, so it's still good. You step back from the bloodied remains of the last goblin, and take a few moments to catch your breath. After making certain there are no more of the foul creatures lurking nearby, you once again prepare to set off on your way through the cave. Continuing. Right, here on that. Okay, at the end of the cave, which has spiralled back almost to the beginning. And here we are. You reach the end of the cave passage and step into a wide, roughly circular chamber, the centre of which stands a stone pedestal. Your eyes are immediately drawn to the top of the pedestal, where enveloped in the swirling mist of a gross, ghostly green glow, such a large, round grey stone. Suddenly, however, the pedestal and the glowing stone take on a new and profoundly ghoulish character as you take note of the vast array of stones and skulls spread over the floor of the chamber. Your thoughts immediately return to the sickly emancipated goblin you encountered while making your way along the cave's dark corridors. So is this one of those Artifacts of Avarice that just kills you. Alright, so I've got a few options here. I've used Thievery, Arcania, or Divination. No, use Arcania, I haven't used that much. The knowledge of Arcane, Arcane allows you to determine with reasonable assuredness that the, the, the stone that popped up the pedestal is surrounded by powerful magic. It's not likely to be malevolent in nature. Approach the pedestal. You carefully make your way across the chamber towards the stone pedestal and the glowing stone. As you near the pedestal, a powerful aura of fear flash washes over you. Your first instinct is to turn and flee from the chamber. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from spirit. You've got to get 50 or more to succeed. What happens now? Success! Your spirit and determination prove unshakable, despite the powerful aura. Aura being emitted by the stone atop the pedestal. You manage to reach the pedestal and find yourself gazing down at this size grey stone, emitting animates it's a ghostly green glow. The aura of fear that continues to wash over you is more powerful than ever. Attempt to take hold of the stone. Reach out towards the glowing stone and once again find yourself struggling to fend off the powerful aura of fear emanating from the strange object. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from spirit, need 50 or pick now. Success. As your hand moves closer to the glowing stone, the aura of fear being emitted. 
and strange objects grow stronger. As you continue to reach towards the glowing stone, once find yourself struggling to fend off the powerful aura of fear emanating from the strange object. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from Spirit. Got to get 50 or more. Success! 74. Hands moves closer to the glowing stone. The aura of fear being animated by the, emitted by the strange object grows close, grows stronger. As you continue to reach towards the glowing stone, you once again find yourself struggling to fend off the powerful fall of ear or of fear animating from the strange object. So same check again. Pick now. Success with 99. As your hand moves closer to the glowing stone, your fear being emitted by the strange object grows stronger. As you continue to reach towards the glowing stone, once again find yourself struggling to fend off the powerful aura of fear animating from the strange object. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from Spirit. I need 50. Pick now. Failure. You're suddenly overwhelmed by the powerful aura of fear animating from the glowing stone. You quick, you turn and quickly flee out of the chamber. Please continue. Okay, I'll try again. Approach the pedestal. You attempt to cross the chair. Step into the chamber, but find yourself frozen in fear at its threshold. Unable to overcome the powerful war of fear being animated by the glowing stone atop the pedestal. You feel that if you are able, if you, perhaps, if you were to perhaps wait a while longer, you might be able to attempt to approach the pedestal again. Yep, so that's... That's that thing. That's the rules of that. If you fit, there's a whole load of those checks in a row. You gotta pass them all. Otherwise, you have to wait a few hours to try again. Hmm. Continue on your way. Alright, I guess at some at some point I will will pass that check. I think I'll just plop it onto the end of it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know when it will record it. We'll just see. Mm. You know what? I think maybe I'll group it with the next quest in the saga. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense, really. Because if, if I just do it... I might just do it on its own, it's too small, if I group it with anything else, you won't know why it's there. You know, you know, I'll group it with the second part of the saga, because this stone, which causes dread, is part of the Dreadstone saga, because it is called a Dreadstone. Because it's a stone which causes dread. And... Greed as well. Yes, it's an item that I want, but I have both both fear and desire. Some point I will get it, and then that will finish the first part of the Dreadsome Saga, and then we'll move on, and then I'll get it and immediately move on to part two. Because well, that is that why pause and we just don't do anything until. 
until we can finally pass all the checks. But now that's not fun. Explore again. There's something else in these hoods. Nope, nothing this happens. Nope, keep exploring the woods. You made a special note of this location, a large clearing deep in the forest. Anyway, we'll turn to it in the future, whenever you explore the blustery wood. You're standing at the northern end of a narrow, overgrown path that extends south into the very heart of the forest. As you gaze over the tangled, twisting track, an unsettling, settled feeling comes over you. Suddenly, a distant, glassy howl rises into the air, sending a shiver the length down, jolting down the length of your spine. Proceed south along the overgrown path. You're covered less than 20 yards along the tangled, overgrown path, when you're suddenly and inexplicably overcome by a strong sense of fear. Your pulse quickens and your breathing comes rapid as you struggle to control your mounting terror. Suddenly, a chorus of vicious snarls erupts from all sides as four large wolfkin burst from the undergrowth. The savage humanoid creatures quick, quickly surround you, cutting off any possible route of escape as they close in for the kill. You're not welcome here, snarls the foremost wolfkin. As you hurriedly attempt to determine your next course of action, you prepare to defend yourself. It's a snarling wolfkin. The savage, two-legged wolf creature assails you with tooth and claw, but is slain for 21 XP. As the bloodied remains of the same wolfkin land at your feet, you find yourself face to face with the second of these horrid creatures. This wolfkin, taller than the first, has only empty, festering sockets where his cruel eyes once sat. Leave those in this place, meddler, snarls the wolfkin. Tiaris has already paid your cruel price. Once again, you find yourself fighting for survival against a savage and merciless foe. It's an eyeless wolfkin, and I'm going to fight it. Brutal stroke on me for eight damage as the savage eyeless wolfkin swipes at you with its deadly claws. Oof. I don't know, how is it? Ooh, it's managing to hit me. Quite it managed to hit me without even being able to see me. Yes, uh, I kind of respect that. 22 XP. A large wolfkin, its grey cloak broken up by two long black stripes, surges at you, attempting to whip the flesh from your bones with its deadly fangs. It's a black striped wolfkin. The Black Strife Wolfkin tears at you with tooth and claw. Brutal stroke for 11 damage. It's not enough because it is now slain. 22 XP. The last of the Wolfkin. Its face, arms and torso splattered with blood. Snarls as it leaps at you. Its deadly court laws poised to tear. Poised to cut into your flesh. Begin combat with the blood spattered Wolfkin. The blood-spattered wolfkin howls as it savagely attacks you. The enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for 7 damage. And another brutal stroke for 12, and a brutal stroke for 10! Lots of brutal strokes, but still, it is slain. 22 XP. 
and then 64 XP to General, standing back from the bloody, twisted remains of the four Wolfkin. You spend the sex next several moments catching your breath and checking out your equipment. When you're reasonably certain you can, you are no longer in any intimate peril. You pit you once again continue along the tangled path. As you make your way along the tangled, overgrown forest path, a series of ghastly howls wing out from up ahead. Several desperate shouts, coupled by the telltale sounds of raging battle, cause you to steel yourself for the impending peril, which seems to swiftly be drawing closer to. The path you're following turns abruptly to the west and then climbs a series of small hills until it arrives at the end of a edge of a broad clearing, deep in the heart of the forest. You stand at the edge of a broad forest clearing in the midst of the blustery wood. The fight is on. A fierce battle raises in the centre of the clearing, where some of Swift's greatest adventurers are locked in a deadly fight against the eldest Redborn, the Red Wolf of Sageholt, standing nearly eight feet tall from the shoulder girth of an orc ogre. The hulking wolf creature snarls viciously as it strikes out with tooth and claw at anyone brave enough to engage it. Realise that unless he is defeated, today is the day Gelados will, will exact his cruel revenge. Avengers returning from, from battle report that the fearsome creature is relatively unstaved. So I'll just heal here. Yep, so this is one of those multiplayer battles. Well, you can rest at the place where the multiplayers happen, but usually it's quicker to... Okay. You can rest here, but usually it's quicker to quickly leave the encounter, rush to a nearby town or wish to the quickest to get to a town and village. Heal there and then rush back. Move forward and attack Tiardus Redborn. The hulking wolf creature, easily as large as any forest troll, spins to face you as you draw up to it. Blood drips from the long black claws that protrude from its garled fingers, and a steady stream of white and yellow foam seeps from the corner of its gaping, fang-filled maw. The shredded remnants of maroon vests still cling to the beast's broad, hairy torso, serving as a grim reminder that somewhere beneath the savage exterior of the hideous monster lies the tormented soul of Triadus Wedborn. The Red Wolf of Sagehold tilts its head skyward and unleashes a chilling howl as it steps over the cloven shield and mutilated remains of its most recent victims. Gerardus Wedborn is currently relatively unstaved. You valiantly attack the Red Wolf of Sagehold. Swing your mace, bash, bash, bash. The fearsome beast snarls as he attacks, tears at you with his massive stance. Fangs. 
Charles Breadform Sykes strikes you with a savage blow that leaves you wielding. You manage to shake off the lingering effects of the blow. The savage wolf beast mercilessly attacks you with tooth and claw. Deadly claws. Tears you with massive fangs. The Wolf lunges at you and sinks his fearsome fangs deep into your flesh. You suddenly feel slightly strange. And I lose 24 XP. 24 health, that is. Blow that leaves me wielding, but I shake it off. The hulking creature howls as it swipes out at you with deadly claws. Okay. Tears at me with massive flangs. Yeah, and you just keep that next house and a ridiculous amount of ridiculous amount of health. Oh, oh, it's nearly got me. It's nearly got me. I'm gonna flee now. Oh, oh, oh no. poopy poop poops. I have just been killed. <laughs> yeah, that that's what happens when you fight the multiplayers. Anyway, so you have been killed. Continue. Where was I last time? Yes, deep well. Yes. Well, anyway, well, that that's all you need to. That's pretty much everything that Sage Holt really has to offer. There's the cave. The town that won't talk, won't shut up about those talismans. And there's that bit, there's those four wolves that fight you in a woe. Now, those wolves constantly respawn every few hours or when the multiplayer restarts. Well, I'm not exactly sure when, but, but you can fight them over and over and over again. And probably the thing you're going to be doing the most there is that great big, huge, enormous, gigantic wolf with 20,000 HP. Which means you've got to team up with other people and fight it over multiple combats. But that's enough of Seisholt. Later. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save your